Howdy, everyone. It's episode 47 of the Pay to Play podcast. I'm James Adjikowski, and with my co-host Frank Geib, uh, two of us today, we're going to run down a couple top storylines from the sports world. Uh, Sabrina Inescu, remember that name. Uh, just fantastic. Maybe the best college hoops player of all time. So we'll do that. We'll talk a little bit more about the college hoops scene. Uh, the NHL trade deadline was wild. Didn't know many names at first, but done our research on that. Uh, and then actually the majority of this episode, we're going to talk about the struggling stock market uh, and what's going on there. Uh, what should you guys do about it? And if you're not in it right now, what do you want to do? Maybe, maybe a good time to buy in. So we'll talk about how you can get invested right now if you're not already and how to lift those spirits. No reason to overreact. Uh, so, and then finally we'll close things off with a uh, buy or sell breakfast foods this week. We were doing snack foods last week, so we'll switch it back um, and talk about some of your favorite morning goodies. So Frank, uh, today, yeah, like we said, a lot on the docket. Uh, first and foremost, an interesting time of the year. Uh, it's Lent. Uh, we've got a leap day coming up later this week. Uh, but let's talk about Lent a little bit. Uh, so one Redditor say, let's eliminate negative thinking. You basically making Lent into an acronym. That's a good one uh, for, for this year. I, I'm liking that. But anything you think we should give up as a pod this year? Maybe swearing. Maybe we should stop swearing. Uh, our episodes. Fuck, fuck that. Um, oh, maybe. OK. <laughs> That's going to be a little tough to do. Yeah. If you're, if you're maybe, speaking like that. Maybe we should donate cross instead of our bookie. That's I know, Matt, I know, I know Matthew <laughs> always says that whenever we make a, a bad idea bet. And yeah. Maybe it's not a bad call. Yeah. Instead of maybe, those, maybe all we should say Red Cross. What what are you actually giving up for Lent though? I was gonna say it's people sometimes talk about doing something rather than giving something up. I think here yeah. you can combine it. No more stupid parlay. Give up stupid parlays and actually do something by maybe donating what you would normally donate to the bookie Red Cross. Love it. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, okay. Personally, myself, I'm kind of committed. I, I it's a yearly struggle on biting my nails. It's been a childhood habit of mine. So knocking that off the list again this year we're hoping we can make it like two weeks usually uh, that's usually the cutting point so hopefully we go two weeks and then trying to do no drunk food so looking at you taquitos in the freezer right now you're gonna sit there for the next month and a half that's the goal uh <laughs> but we'll see how that plays out I, i've been you, okay you, with it do you only eat taquitos when you're drunk I I rarely eat them sober. Let's put it that way. I'm not, I'm okay. not out there cooking up taquitos five nights a week. Okay. Um, but yeah, between that and then uh, pizza rolls, mozzarella sticks, the the usual suspects. Uh, there is a DP dough around here. I, I don't know if you remember that I was big on DP dough. Yes. Uh, there there is one only about five miles from my apartment. Not going to call that number. In fact, I think I you were you, you were really looking into like a franchise opportunity. I think, I think uh, yeah, by like the age of thirty five, we got time. Maybe on a second franchise. I like yep. that. Yeah, the sax so. bonus from OAR is a part of the like, business development. So I, I plan uh, to be friends go. with him. Right. There's a lot, a lot of future right. plans there. All right, what about you? Sorry. Uh, I might give up. I think I'm going to give up cereal. Uh, like I eat a bunch of sugary cereal, and uh, same similar to you, no drunk food. I'm going to basically I'm eliminating it. I eat it late at night, like before bed. I like eating a bowl of cereal. So I'm going to have my one tonight even though it's ash wednesday i i have been fasting most of today i uh, had had a light so we have a little bowl of cereal and then next 39 days we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna out. all right that's the attitude we need no negative thinking let's eliminate it okay beautiful yep. beautiful and now yeah. frank for our fun fact what else do we got coming up this weekend frank it's uh it's a leap year yeah it's it's uh it's a special day uh, it's a day you get uh, basically only every four years, uh, leap year, February 29th. Um, so yeah, everyone knows basically, uh, that there's this leap year thing, an extra day, 366 days, but why do we do it? Well, Caesar, you know, the man Caesar instituted leap year once every four years because the earth orbits the sun. Uh, it takes 365.24 in some change days, about 0.25 days, about 365 and a quarter days in the Earth's orbit. So to extra excess every four years, we throw a leap year around. But because it's not exactly 365.25, James, there's actually um, years when we when there's like a skip in a leap year. So bet- we didn't have it in 2000, but basically every 100 years besides those that are divisible by 400, 
I know none of this is making sense anymore right now, folks, but basically between 2096 and 2104, which I don't know, 2104, those years, there won't be a leap year in 2100. Yeah, 2100, bad, bad year to be a February 29th baby because you're going to get skipped over. You know, you get every four years to look forward to it. So they also didn't have one in 1900. Um, yeah, 1800 or 1800, anything not divisible by 400 that is divisible by 100, uh, they, they have a leap. They don't have a leap year. It's, yeah, it's weird. I don't, don't know. overthink it. Like almost every four years in your lifetime is going to be uh, a leap year, but the point but if you make being, it, if you make it to 2100 so we were having this debate before the show frank if healthcare gets good enough we might be making it to 2200 also will not be a leap yeah year. bernie uh, bernie universal healthcare get them in <laughs> wow <laughs> there we there I'm we kidding. go uh, come on we All do right. not endorse any politics on this podcast um i'm just nope. making a joke just making a joke there folks james let's move on into the sports world what is going on in college basketball so I think we do have to start off ladies first. Sabrina Enescu, I did say, is she the GOAT? Do we, do we think she's the greatest college basketball player of all time? Maybe. Maybe. Um, 2,000 points to hit the mark of 1,000 rebounds this week, and she's already had 1,000 assists. Um, a fantastic point guard for Oregon, the Ducks. She leads on. And I watched some of the tape on her. Just positions herself well. I, I might be in on it. I No one else has done it. No man, no woman, no other gender at this point uh, has, has accomplished 2001. No, no free spirit. No, no, nothing that I've seen. So, uh, yeah, she she has gotten to a statistical landmark in, in college hoops that no one else has even dreamed of. You know, maybe some people have dreamed it, but she is just that good. I think she is. Uh, she's got her team buzzing, the number three team in the country in Oregon. Yeah, the Ducks are uh, they're rolling behind Anescu. Um and it, it's really cool. She, she's actually mentored by Kobe Bryant, um, the late great Kobe Bryant, um, and she spoke at his memorial service that uh, afternoon before getting that a thousand three bound to hit that two K one K one K landmark. So uh, kudos to her. We got we had to shout her out. Um, just an absolute beast. Um, I'm I'm excited to see the the Ducks make a tournament run uh, in women's March Madness. Yeah, I'll, I'll be filling out that bracket, too. Uh, and we're going to have a bracket special episode before both the men's and women's kick off. Uh, Frank, I say we let, let's just keep rolling with college hoops, knock it out of the way here. Like we okay. said, we're going to be talking mostly finance over the course of this episode. But uh, let's also talk on the men's scope. Kind of a crazy week with seven of the top 25 teams yeah. losing. Um, Very exciting the, week. Like, especially in the top 10. It was not a safe week to be in the top 10. Gonzaga, Baylor, um Maryland. Maryland. Who am I who am I forgetting? Someone. Uh, Not Dayton. Dayton moved D- up. Duke. 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 Oh yeah, the Duke Duke were. Dukies last night, right? That was last I mean, night. Yeah. I've been I, I just don't know. They're not that good is my my take on them. I just don't know. I I don't know either, man. Um but what team are are we high on right now, James? Uh there's a couple teams out there. I, I'd say me personally, Kansas showed a big big way in beating Baylor. Um, and then also the Dayton Flyers uh, moving into the number four spot in the AP Top 25, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they just keep riding on up there. I think they're good for a fringe one, most likely two seed. They'll probably be playing in Cleveland to start off the tournament. That's exciting. Uh, and one team I'm really high on, Frank. I'm, I'm going to make this our team the no-come tournament time. The Utah State Aggies. Not a lot of people know much about them. We already talked about a counterpart in their um, – in their conference, that's the other team that lost that wasn't that I wasn't thinking of. San Diego State, San Diego yes. State, the, un, the undefeated team. <laughs> We've been, uh, you know, just assuming they were going to keep rolling all year long after interviewing Yanni Wetzel, and uh, they fell by three to UNLV. Um, but the Utah State Aggies, second in that division, their conference. Why do I keep saying that? In the Mountain West, twenty-three and seven, and they have quality wins. They beat LSU from the SEC. Uh, they lost to San Diego State twice, which is kind of keeping them on the bubble. They don't necessarily have too many other great wins, per se. Uh, but I will say this. The number of times I've watched this team, probably unhealthy for someone at 23 that has never visited the state of Utah. But I love them. I love each and every single member of this roster, all the way from Sam Merrill, uh, their senior captain leader, uh, to Kuba Karwowski. Uh, he's, a, he's a center that's played about 15 games. I just love their names on this team. 
Yago Brito, he's a beast. He's, he has one and a half steals a game, and he gets him out running with some pace. Uh, Nemius Kita, or Quita, I forget how you say his name. He's a center. I would not want to back down. So for anyone that's watched Kansas, uh, as a bookie, I don't think there's many is, D1 centers you want to back down. <laughs> well, no, this guy especially. I, there's a couple of them you, you'd be okay doing it to. Not this guy. Nemius Kita is that good. And then uh, Justin Bean, that's kind of a fun name too. Uh, Brock Miller is a guy that wears a headband. He's got like alopecia, very similar to uh, Charlie Villanueva from back in the day. Oh. Uh, but he can strap from out deep. They, they have um, no hair, right? Correct. Like any, no, anywhere no on their hair. body. I, I like, can't confirm. Like, I, I like, think they don't know it, but I've never. They don't have eyebrows. They don't have anything. Um, that's pretty. Um, that is correct. God, I wonder what that's like. It's like cold or anything. I don't know. If you yeah, believe me, as much as I've followed this team, I, I should be able to get Brock on before too long. Um, I'll see I like I that Nemius Kita. I'm just looking at the stats we got here. Uh, he's shooting 100% from three. I'm going to guess that's probably like one for one on the year. But he, I, I think that is very likely. I don't, I would but not. As a team, they shoot 77% from the free throw line. That's good. 45% from the field. And, you know, they, they got a lot of experience, a lot of depth. So they're kind of a bubble team because they're in the Mountain West. They're not in the Power Conference. But, uh, yeah, I think they could uh, make a little run. Where, where do you think they could maybe go if they, if they get into the dance? I, if they make it in, uh, that's a big if. I think they got to cruise through the Mountain West tournament and then face San Diego State in there and at least give them a game, which they've done twice on the year. They, they led the Aztecs at the half in one of them and then kind of blew it. Um, I think I'd pencil them to my Sweet 16, Ooh, matchup wow. dependent. I could see them as like an 11 seed or something like that. Like they'll get one of those later seeds. I, I think, like, their record is good, but no one's going to give them respect because they're in the Mountain West. I just think that this team has the athletes to compete uh, with a Power 5 school. Like, the Big Ten's probably going to get in 10 teams. Like, in the, those yeah. ones in the bottom, I think Indiana, with their big win over uh, – who's who did they beat this past week? Dude, I don't well, know. They always had a big win. Penn State. Penn State. That was another top 10 team that lost. Marty Conroy <laughs> Dude, I would, that, I think seven we, top 10 teams lost, I think, I think, this week. Not just top 25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly – I misspoke that stat. Um, but, yeah, they took down Penn State. I think Indiana is a team that could get in. I think Utah State's just as good as them. Uh, but the committee probably won't see them that way just because they don't have the resume or strength of schedule. Yeah, I've, uh, I've consistently faded Indiana at home, and they have most of the time proven me wrong. I'm starting to think they're actually an okay yeah. team. Um, the, I think they are just okay. That's my, that's my ordeal. Thank God them. Maryland the one day did not blow the win at, at IU. Yeah. But I, I was on, I was on oh, Penn State yeah. in that loss this week. I thought Penn State minus two and a half was like free money. But uh, you, you needed that one in a big way. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, oh, I needed the, the Maryland one, yes. Um, yeah, the Maryland one, yep. Um, that's enough talk about the Aggies. I think let's move on, talk a little bit more basketball, Frank. Yeah, we yeah, we'll, we'll do a quick little uh, – we really don't need to. What did you? I just want to know what your thoughts are on Bradley Beal. Uh, averaged over 29 points per game, scored 50-plus then back-to-back after the All-Star break. This guy was not an All-Star. Like, how? how? Yeah, I mean, he should have been. He's It's a one-man wrecking crew out there right now. And then now. also, how about uh, Zion? Zion, yeah, Williamson is – like really good. Like, yeah, no, he like is historically looking unbelievable for a rookie. I think. But before we move on from Bradley Beal, all you need to know about him is Channing Fry just posted an Instagram earlier today, uh, and it was the Fresh Prince video of like standing in the empty living room, no one around. It's Bradley like, Beal. Who else is here? But he, the, yeah, he put Bradley Beal's face on it. Ouch. So I thought that was that's a pretty good, uh, good, good meme. Good meme. Yeah. Good I meme. also well found out him. it's officially pronounced Jeff, like the peanut butter. Dude, that someone at work was debating this, and they they completely disagreed with you. They said it's yeah. I don't know. I so heard I it on know. the radio, um, little country station I think in Columbus. I guess there was a the guy that made it, like the original GIF creator. I guess is from Columbus. Another little is fun he? fact. Wow. Action. All right, the original. Are you uh, are you paying attention to our basketball NBA fantasy league? to play fantasy like yeah i'm i'm, I'm i really i really so I, I, I was just not on a good pace and i kind of have given up the past couple of weeks yeah i just want to shout out some other leaders in that league uh michael moore my cousin also doing pretty well yeah we draft we had this draft when we thought it was going to be a big thing and it's yeah, too long of a season i think 
you could say that, but I don't know. My teams, I, I love setting it every Monday morning, checking on my guys. Kobe White, 33-point performance for the Bulls last week. Uh, coming out hot. Meanwhile, yeah, there's some of that, some of our uh, fallen comrades will not be joining us in the postseason. Uh, you, you are kind of outside looking in. I think uh, Mike Matthews, Marty Conrad. I think we mentioned Marty more on this show than anyone else, and I don't know. Like people, not many people know him that listen to this show. <laughs> they, you should should get to know Marty. We'll post a picture or two of him. Send our next go Instagram, listen. I go think. back and listen to our alien episode with him. You'll you'll understand the type type of guy he is. If, if you if you value brain cells, that's one you're okay. With. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I gave up. I have Zion, so I guess hopefully that's helping. But I literally have not checked in like four weeks, so I don't know how I'm doing. Um, gotcha. All PGA right. Tour action, James. Patrick Weed wins after Bryson DeChambeau choked in uh, Mexico. Yeah, the WG like right down Mexico like tournament. last five actually, holes, DeChambeau's up like two, and then he lost by like two. It's kind of ugly. It was an ex- it was an exciting championship Sunday because all a lot of the big names were all there. Justin yeah. Thomas was a leader going in. He had a god awful yeah. round. Rory gave a scare and then he three putted in the middle of the round. Uh, shout out to Andrew Dalton for letting me know about that. I was on Rory and I felt good about it for a little bit. Um, but then you have Reed, who everyone hates, and DeChambeau, like you said, lost the lost the heater that he was on. Yeah, um, it, it was kind of tough to see. Yeah, but all things considered, I'm glad Patrick Reed got his win out of the way. Now he can choke a month and a half down the road in the um, Yeah, the Honda Classic is this weekend. If anyone's <laughs> interested in that, but the best golf I saw this week, James, I don't know if you saw this um, at an Ole Miss basketball game. They had a, a grandma. Uh, she had a putt across like from one baseline to the other. And like, there's literally a little hole on the other baseline. Not yeah. 94 oh, yeah, feet, sinks the putt, wins a car. I think a little Toyota Camry or something. Just the old Miss Grandma, best, best golf shot I saw all week easily. I'm, I'm always amazed when people do that, especially when you're putting on like a, a gym like, floor like that. Like there's got, they can't be that even of a floor. Like you got, there's gotta be some luck involved in that. Even if you hit it perfectly straight, it's going to start – the rotation on that's going to – I wonder, like, I don't know. like, like when they do those, like, win a car things, like, how often the car company really expects to have to – or, like, h- however that deal works. In most cases, I think they take out insurance plans. Really? Uh, and, okay. like, they probably go up front and disclose the probability on the insurance like, ahead of time. very improbable make by this grandma. Unbelievable. Go, look, go check it out, guys. Uh, the worst thing I saw this week, though, following up the best thing, uh, it just – this was weird. The Browns. Um, I, it was not a Brown sponsored thing, but the Browns had an open casket funeral for Swagger, uh, their their former dog mascot, bulldog mascot, um, passed away. Um, and they literally did an open casket funeral for a dog, though. I, I just and they live streamed it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, the worst what? part. Like, unbelievable! Like, you can't do that and be taken. I, my friend Dan Ertel texted it to me, uh, uh, like before I saw it anywhere else, and I go, "You got to be like." When did you get Photoshop? Seriously? <laughs> like, come on, give me a break. Yeah, they, it, it was do- dogs dying is a sad occurrence, but let's not let's not run out an actual funeral home no, for them. Like, um, I have heard though, a great business is a pet crematory because uh all your oven and a storefront and basically people will pay a lot for that sometimes. If you have like like just to get their pets ashes, yeah, is that yeah. what you're saying? And then like put it in a nice little thing. You, you think you, you have, think those kind of people? I, I don't know. I listened to an interview of some f- guy on, on a podcast saying, you know, honestly, a great business, uh, like not like fun to be in necessarily or anything, but like I was gonna say, like financially, like, a financially sound business. Well, you're helping people get over their lost pets. I think you're you're making by, you're creating by upcharging. You're them? creating keepsakes for them. No, you're not upcharging. There's just no market to to charge against necessarily. Honestly, I looked it up today leading up to this episode because I, I knew we were going to talk about this. There's three companies in Columbus that uh, do pet pet funeral services, including cremation. Neck, they're probably at each other's yeah. neck. Um, Love it. Yeah, but uh, another thing in, in football, the only thing, I don't know if you want to talk about, Joe Burrow's nine-inch hands. Are you, are you nervous? A little, little smaller than I, the, the threshold that they like to see. Doesn't bother me. I, you know, he can have his small – I'm a small yeah, hand guy too. I, I measure so. my hands today. Barely over eight, I think. Pretty sad. I, I'm telling you, if that's the case, I'm in the sevens. So I, that's a re, there's a reason I wasn't even a grade school quarterback. It, it's the small hands. I mean, I, th- I don't, I don't I, think it matters. The decision making's there. Yeah. But, 
It, I think it does. I like how he three, like, but I don't think nine. Like, I'm gonna retire. <laughs> yeah, I know. I that was good. Make a little play it down a little bit, and no, he's coming into the NFL with all the confidence in the world. And who can blame him? Who gives a crap about some hand size BS? I think for some people it does matter though. Um, so that's just my opinion. Well, you know what they say about you size. know what they say about small hands, small gloves. Yep. Um, small <laughs> gloves. Um, yeah. yeah. And then uh, let's go into the world of fighting, Frank. I don't know if you watched it at all. I didn't. Tyson Fury takes down Deontay Wilder. I know some of our buddies did, and uh, some money was flowing a lot of different directions on that one. Yeah. But you know, heavyweight heavyweight Apo- match and Fury. What what round was it? That he took Apologies down, to know? anyone that took Deontay Wilder in this one. Um, Fury took him down. Uh, I think he knocked him down first in the third round. Wilder had been knocked down like once previously in any fight in his career. So Fury knocks him down in the third round, and then uh, I think knocks him down again in the fifth, and then they call it in the seventh um, officially um, as a TKO. Uh, And, yeah, Fury becomes WBA heavyweight champ. Um, It's his second time beating a heavyweight for the championship that was defending – that had over 10 title defenses. First time in history did someone do that. Uh, Tyson Fury, the the UK man, uh, just an absolute monster. Not a not a guy you want to back down in the post. <laughs> Much like Nemius yeah. Keita, yeah. yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so that that was a good fight. I mean, just a big time fight. I think like the most m- money for a fight in Vegas, like ticket sales wise. I think they brought in over like wow. twenty million in just ticket sales for the event. Um, kind That's of, not a bad day. Not a bad. Just day. a finance stat I saw on the thing. You know, I, I bet Tyson Fury yeah. made a little more than that himself with the win uh what's going on in the nhl what's the trade deadline news what do we want to what do we want yeah we'll we'll run through it a little bit um so i just want to highlight two divisions the pacific and the metropolitan the metropolitan is the one that we focused on because one we're blue jackets fans two i'm a hurricanes fan um but that's like the craziest division in hockey right now the top six teams are separated by eight points so the top three will get get into the playoffs automatically and then four and five are going to fight for a wild card spot with uh, the Atlantic division. So that like six teams all separated by eight points. That's four wins only. Um, it's going to be a wild race. So the, everything's headed there by the Washington capitals and uh, they picked up Ilya Kovacek from the Canadians. So that strengthens their scoring yeah, depth. Player. And uh, I think like that makes them, uh, they're going to run away with that part of it. The capitals and the Bruins in the East are going to be the two teams to beat. Uh, but you know how last year, that's what everyone was saying about the Lightning, and then CBJ as an eight seed comes in and wipes the floor with them. So that's that's the thing. Everyone's making these bolstering moves at the trade deadline, and I it, it's really hit or miss. If you go into the series with the wrong amount of uh, wrong amount of momentum, you could just get get uh, knocked knocked up the wrong side. I, that, I'm saying that horribly. Let's go to a different team, uh, the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes, near and dear to my heart, near and dear to my apartment. Uh, they've made three trades. Uh, but I, something I want to bring up, not regarding the trades, was their emergency backup goalie, David Ayres, uh came in in a game in um, Toronto this past weekend. I don't know if you saw that, Frank, but both of their goalies get injured. And so in the NHL, no one carries three goalies. Uh, they just have someone local at the arena to uh, assume goalie duties if two goalies get hurt on a team. And so that's what this guy did. He's a 42-year-old. Uh, he's been doing it for a while, but he drives a Zamboni in Toronto. And uh, after a kidney transplant back when he was like 27 or something like that, he wasn't sure he'd ever play professional hockey again. He comes in and surrenders two goals. They were up four to one when he came in. They get it to four. Two three, goals and two shots. And then, and then he gets locked down. Loved it. Locked down. So like eight saves. I think yeah, eight saves I, the rest of the way. No more goals allowed. Eight saves. So he was eight, eight to ten face. Not a great percentage, but not a bad percentage, I'd say, for a guy that. Guy that was driving the Zamboni in the first period. It was it was fantastic. They uh, they had him come to Raleigh uh, just on Tuesday this past <laughs> week, and they like gave him a suite and everything. Like he was getting the fans really? pumped up before. It's the kind game. of funny because like um, he he was wearing a Toronto like he's playing for them, but he was wearing a Toronto helmet, Toronto uh, like leg pads, blockers. Oh yeah, it's all yeah, <laughs> just the all, Carolina Hurricanes all, jersey. <laughs> any equipment that they could yeah. find. Yep. Uh, it was funny because then on that game Tuesday, 
they interviewed the emergency backup goalie at the game here in Raleigh. And it was a kid that played club hockey for three years at NC State. And he's just like, yeah, man, I, I don't think I'm ever going to get in. But it's cool that, <laughs> you know, us emergency backup goalies are getting, getting some, some love yeah, now. Something attention. like that. No one knows. He's like a bi- biomedical engineer or something like that. Like that just works a day job and he went to the arena at night. Uh, so that's all I wanted. To I wonder what you get they paid. I wonder what you trades. get paid to just be like a zero dollars. They get zero dollars. Really? Like for like for signing a contract, Darren Rovell uh, made everyone aware of that. But I think there's probably something about them like being. Available. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, do they like, just get paid for being there every night? I would hope. Maybe they're just free season uh, tickets. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they work out some deals. Works, um, well, I'll have to talk to the guy yeah. that, that was around. Is there here. anything, I'll get is there him anything on the else show. in the NHL we want to go over? Pe- Penguins got Patrick Marlowe from the Sharks. That's another name people might know. Um, let's see. Oh, then I did say the Pacific Division. Um, the Vegas Knights and Edmonton Oilers were making some moves. Uh, the Knights got a goalie named Robin Lehner or something like that. I think he's going to be pretty good. That's been one of their concerns. That's your team, Frank. You said they're going to – you think they're competing for the, the cup itself, so – Big move by them. Let's see if there's any other names that really struck a chord with me. Not a ton. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes got a Blue Jackets player, Marcus Hannikin, uh, or however you pronounce that name. I, it's so sad that my name is hard to pronounce, and I just am terrible butchering other people's. You think it would like strike a chord with me that I'd learn them, but no, it's, it's just not the case. So I, I think that's enough for the NHL trade deadline. We, very, we didn't really cover much of it, but. Enough NHL talk. I know. I know we're chomping at the bit to talk about, and people are they're they're getting a little nervous. Frank, you got to calm them down regarding the financial markets. Um, it's been a tough week so far. It's been an incredible five days of of selling, a lot of selling, <laughs> a lot of yeah. money moving out of the market, um, and it's mainly because of this coronavirus that we were talking about last week, saying this could be this could. I mean, the the market was too hot. I thought, and it's it's really yep. come back. Uh, down an, a really good amount. In five days, uh, we went from all-time highs last Wednesday to closing this Wednesday down 8% from the highs. Uh, 10% puts us in correction territory, so we're really close to a correction just like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Monday itself was over 3% down for the S&P 500. That was the worst day in the last two years in the market. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been rough sailing. Uh, and it's because the coronavirus really is affecting the world economy. It's it's slowing down China a lot. A lot of things are still shut down there, and people are worried about it spreading. It's spreading to Iran, South Korea, uh, Japan. There's cases really all over Europe, U.S., Canada. I mean, really everywhere. Um, it seems somewhat contained, but people are a little nervous. And because of this, the Q1 numbers, GDP, are really around the world going to be down, James. Um, and if if the virus isn't contained – you know, we could really have a, a recession on our hands, basically, um, just because it'll be tough to do, uh, you know, world trade and, and things if there's travel bans and stuff. And they even said the Olympics could be canceled this summer if they don't uh, curtail this by about May, uh, kind of slow down this uh, coronavirus. So that would be detrimental. Yeah. Like, just one, sad for the Olympians themselves, but like just for everything that comes with the Olympics, yeah. the, the economy that comes to that the city where it's being hosted yeah. and everything. So no, it, there's a lot of repercussions yeah. coming here. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. However, I, I think, uh, I think uh, it is a little overblown right now. I'll be honest. And regardless if it's not overblown or if it is overblown, this is not going to substantially change the growth trajectory that our world economy is going to be on for the next 10 to 30 years, which means it's a good point to buy into the market. Um, there's still tech innovations going on crazily. Uh, our, our economy, the digital economy around the world is growing, the emerging markets, um, you know, people are joining the middle class every day, getting out of uh, deep poverty. So the, the world economy is improving in the long run. And that's why you need to start investing right now. A, a dip is a perfect buying opportunity, even if it goes a little bit lower, keep dollar cost averaging. And James, um, I think that moves us into how and why these people need to buy stocks. What, 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 why? Let me ask you why. Sure. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, let's do that. I guess first and foremost, because one, it's fun. That's not the number one reason, <laughs> but that's how I'm going to start it off and say like, you, it can be fun. That's not fun watching negatives, like for people that are already invested in the stock market, but that's part of it. There's, there's an emotional attachment to, you know, companies that you own, but it's cool to be a part of 
but being a part owner, you technically have uh, voting rights and all that bull crap. Technically, it's not something that matters all that much. But I think it's cool to the effect that if you are an owner of a diverse portfolio of companies, in the long run, you are going to beat what you're going to get out of your bank account. Yeah. The, the return rates that you're going to get by just loading in a savings account, uh, by buying in now, even if it's dipping right now, long term, it's going to outweigh what you would get uh, from that in terms of interest. So that's the number one reason. If, if you like money, yeah, you're going to see some, uh, some of it flow out right now. But it, long term, 10, 10 to 30 years, it depends what horizon you have. Yeah. But for people like us, I mean, listeners of this podcast, assuming everyone's young enough, you know, parents invest. included, we know you, we got yeah. some of you guys out there too. Uh, no, there's plenty of fun to be had um, in dealing with kind of the ups and downs of this thing. So enough on the emotional aspect, Frank. Let's talk some numbers um, in regards of what what is it average per year? Yeah, um, I mean, so histor- I mean, it, it varies on who you ask and when you start the data. But historically, the stock market earns a little over eight percent per year historically uh, in the U.S. at least, and basically that is the earlier you invest, the better because that'll help you capture the power of compounding interest. We've talked about it before, but let me give you guys an. So we're going to be looking at uh, a guy that's 23 years old, like James or I here, that is investing $5,000 per year, 42 years until maybe that's when he retires. So over those 42 years, he will have invested $210,000 if he's investing $5,000 a year. However, with an 8% return per year, that $5,000 a year, you guys, it's not that tough. I mean, 1000 maybe right now as a three-year-old, but you know, that's the idea is that it's not a crazy amount that you can be saving. That five thousand a year, two hundred ten thousand total by your retirement, one point six five million dollars, or three million of that is compounded interest, pretty much on your previous investments. Um, take that. Take that the to the bank. One point six five million good. for two hundred ten thousand invested over forty two years. For example, just thirty years of investing for a thirty five year old that's going to retire at sixty five. More money than the 5k they're going to put in seven and a half k each year james um and that's going to total 225,000 invested over 30 years at the age of 65 more money invested than that 23 year old did however that 225,000 in 30 years only becomes 925,000 so it's 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 a lot yeah. less than that 1.65 million so that's the idea is just you want to be investing right right when you get your first job start getting some income start putting some aside i know i know off debt as well it's tough but um you're really going to thank yourself in the market and uh i think that leads us how you can get in the market james yeah yeah for those of you listeners out there some of you might already be deeply invested like we are in robin hood yeah or uh, there's or plenty of 401ks uh, and stuff too yeah yeah that no that's certainly a great way to do it for someone that doesn't have the time nor the interest to look look as deeply into the markets and actively trade uh, just your 401k, putting a healthy amount in there, making sure your company match is being met. Um, but let's talk a little bit about these online brokerages, Frank, because like, we're kind of spoiled starting investing at this point in our lives because before there used to be a thing called commission on your trades. And it still exists with some people, but nearly every major trading platform right now is embracing the the concept of online trading and minimal fees. So basically you can make most trades for free. If you're looking at like E-Trade who just got bought out, uh, who Mar- Morgan Stanley bought them, I think. Um, but you also got T- like TD Ameritrade, uh, Charles Schwab. You got a lot going on. Uh, a lot of them. And then personally, we, we were just talking about Robinhood. Uh, Robinhood's very easy because you, you can do it from your phone. Super easy, super simple. Um, and you can get a free stock when you sign up. Uh, so we have referral codes for anyone that is interested. We'll be tweeting them out. Yeah. Uh, it'll help help us help you. I started my first stock that I got with them was Sprint, and they uh, recently were like they their merger with T-Mobile kind of got some legs on under it. I sold that pretty quickly, to be <laughs> honest with you. I wasn't in the mood for the long haul fat. I was like, oh, cool, free five dollars. Had I hung on to that, I actually don't know what their stock price is now. But the point there being, uh, if you're not invested now. Even if you can put a little bit in, it's cool to. It, it's like yeah, Robinhood's a great app. You can you can I do I do weekly it's, deposits it's, and I've been doing it for like five years and it, it's really just growing over. Time. It's slow and steady, 
and you can automatically take it out of your bank account. Robinhood is actually, they can be your bank account now. That's another thing. I just got a Robinhood uh, cash card, a debit card for Robinhood. Did you officially get off yep, the waiting list? Yep, I got or... the card yesterday. I got off the waiting list. There's impressive. like a, a million person waiting list right now, guys, but I, I'm, I'm off the oh, list. Oh, I'm like... I'm like 900 something. Yeah, it, it moves down like 10,000 a day or so. I think I don't know. It kind of varies each day. Who they're people are people are onto it, but you're not too late. You're actually still kind yeah. of an early mover if you join. Yeah. So now. all you guys got to do though is get get this app, use our link. You get a free stock. We get a free stock. You're supporting the podcast. You're supporting your gambling problems if you have. Don't, and then uh, you can start supporting yourself financially by uh, investing, compounding, and then uh, all the good stuff. So the next thing, though, we got to say is what to buy. You know, what are these people going to be buying? Whatever, exactly. whatever the fuck you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank, it's that's really not our I was gonna say We are not financial advisors. Um, you can buy stocks, ETFs, uh, some, some REITs, real estate investment trusts, bonds, some bond ETFs. You can buy a Bitcoin, crypto even on Robinhood. Really an, an impressive app. Really anything you want to buy. Um, but you guys got to realize one thing. It is tough to beat the market in the long run. And James, what, what does that mean for you? I was going to say, like, the majority of my money is invested in an ETF that tracks the S&P 500 because I just know that, that like, like people are saying, you, you can go into an index fund. You don't really have to look at it. You just know, historically, in the long run, 30 years down the line, you're going to be in good shape. Yeah, uh, It will have more than, I, I don't even know, Percentage-wise, like it, you're saying, it, yeah. assume that 8% per year. Don't worry about it, it you know, until, you know, you hit a five-year stretch of like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. But we haven't seen yeah. that. We've been right now on the longest bull run uh, basically in history. I think it's yes. an unprecedented run. So that's why this drawback this week doesn't shake me in the slightest. Uh, but I think this is a very good point, Frank. Like when you say buy whatever the fuck you want, I don't think you should be reckless in no. trying to pick I'm stocks. Just saying because we that, are not reckless. You no, I, I get that. You might as well be gambling on sports about two teams you don't know, uh, like like I do sometimes. Uh, you, like literally picking picking different companies uh, without full knowledge of what's going on within the company or the surrounding yeah. industry that it's in. Uh, it's like gambling, so I don't recommend doing that all that much. You can with some if it's if it's fun money to you, but if you're saving this to be like a very like your retirement fund or something like that, then I say play it safe. Go with one of these more passive uh, funds, I suppose is the best way yeah. to put it. But there's also other advice you can listen to. A lot of people out there saying go defensive in your, in your buys, AKA you look at uh, a couple of industries like utilities and energy and those things, they actually don't work in the same cycle as the rest of the economy. Uh, so even in these downturns, they they're shielded a little bit. They don't suffer as much of the downfall. At least well, because yeah, well, I mean, because, yeah it's public utilities, so they kind of have a, a better cash flow. Understand? It's not going to like you're still going to use your utilities even in a recession. Period. I mean, most people aren't turning whereas off you, the gas. Whereas you might not go out yeah. and buy that new video game, so Sony might not. Yeah, exactly. Well. Tech companies might uh, struggle so, a little more. But uh, I was, so, yeah, it's it's really tough to beat the market. Um, even like professional active managers don't beat the market. Over eighty five percent of active managers fail to beat the market return that 8% per year about um, in the past 10 years, over 85% of them have failed. So that just kind of shows you that it's, it's really tough to beat the market if you're a professional. And then there's also fees on every trade you make. There's taxes if you have profit. So you really just kind of want to buy and hold those passive ETFs. Um, a couple of good ones, SPX or VOO, those or SP, SPY, not SPX. Those track the S&P 500. There's also exposure you might want to get um vb that's another vanguard one or exposure in there guys um just yeah you can ask us what we think um about that stuff but overall it's with the dip with this coronavirus fear in the market um long term it's a great time to buy on the pullback rather than buying eight percent above where we, we are you know that couldn't have said it better like like i said reason long term one, yeah it's long fun. term is better to buy today than it was last wednesday that's what you got to realize. Exactly. Well, well said. And you, so you were saying a little bit about the volatility, Frank, and let's talk a little bit about the VIX really quickly. Uh, Cause that's something that shoots up when people are basically it's a, it tracks fear and uh, worry in the markets. Yeah. The volatility um, index. What is it? Is that like, 
Yeah, CBO volatility. I've heard it's called the VIX. Yep, and so the VIX futures curve inverted, which is not something normal. Uh, so that just means it shot up. People are kind of freaking out about it. I and it's not necessarily something you can buy, but like there's certain ETFs out there that'll track it, like that I, yeah. that CBOE that you were talking about. Yeah, um, yeah you can. I think you can. Buy. I don't know if you can buy it on Robinhood. Probably not on Robinhood. You have to be probably a more advanced investor. I think it's just cool to notice that, okay, yeah, a, a certain scenario like this strikes up worry and fear and uh, like a large group of investors. Like I, I saw some stupid tweet about like an Uber driver pulling over um, some passenger was like, oh yeah, my driver stopped because he literally wanted to sell stocks or something like that. He's freaking out about the markets. Don't be like that Uber driver. I, just don't. It's stupid. Yeah. Go ahead and buy in. Like we were saying, it might sound silly to say buy in while it's going down if we think it might go down further, but there's certain ways that you can go about it. And you, it's very tough to time when you know that uptick will come back. Like I said, we think it'll probably get a little uglier before it gets better. But yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried. Not worried long term. Once again, yeah, long term, I think the trajectory is up, even if we have a little recessionary period from this uh, coronavirus. Obviously, that's not a good thing. You want the economy to keep rolling, but. Long term, it will keep rolling. I think uh, it's always good to be an optimist in the market. Well said, Frank. Anything else you want to touch on here? Can we get into buy? Uh, let's sell? get into a quick buy. I, th- I think uh, that was plenty for the market. If you guys have any questions, you, you know our Twitter and Instagram. You you maybe know our phone numbers. Um, if not, just hit us up on one of those social medias, and we'll... then you, maybe you can get our phone. Yeah, numbers. it's not not out of question. Yeah, not out of question. Out. But I, I think we'll be uh, I think we'll be pretty active on Twitter these next couple of days, just tweeting about finance stuff. I'm in. I'm in. Um, we've been talking a lot of sports stuff. I think we can do our best. Um, so let's talk breakfast foods, <laughs> Frank. I've actually not been eating breakfast because I have been uh, intermittent fasting. So that's that's a page out of your book, actually. I haven't lost much weight yet, but we're working on it. Uh, but when I do eat breakfast, I eat a lot of Taco Bell steak crunch wraps. That is my biggest buy of all time on the breakfast scene. Uh, it, it has a hash brown in there. Ooh. The steak's pretty good. Okay, okay. Uh, and that, do you, do so you, that's why they call it I a got, crunch wrap. Do you use, like, any sauce or anything? I just – There's a sauce in there. Oh, really? Sauce okay. I, it's like a special sauce. Otherwise, some people are big on hot sauce for it. Like, if you use the Taco Bell, you can yeah. go medium uh, or the mild fire, whatever. Yeah. I don't need it because there's Verde. one in there Verde already. is the hottest. Or maybe that's day. the light. Yeah. I, uh, um, so, I just remember. What are, you, what are you buying? I remember having. Well, I tweeted about this this week. Uh, the McChicken biscuit, dollar thirty nine for the McChicken biscuit from McDonald's. New thing on their breakfast menu. I mean, I love McDonald's breakfast altogether, but their their McChicken biscuit, good price, good value. Um, gonna get it a few times for sure. Um, not on Fridays. Not on Fridays, though, of course. God no. Or today, that, I guess. Jesus wouldn't like that. Jesus wouldn't like that. Um, but no, so apparently Wendy's is also starting up breakfast pretty soon. So I'm going to go ahead and just buy that idea because everyone's loving fast food breakfasts these these days. I think I'm in on Wendy's too. Uh, They need to somehow mirror the four for four in the morning though. Like it's almost without question. You got to go there for a value play. Yeah. Uh, Because I just don't think they're, what are you going to do? Spicy nuggets in uh if you throw some spicy nugget meat with like eggs in a wrap, I'd be in on it probably. Like that's just what I'm envisioning. Like, like what company, what fast food company doesn't do breakfast? KFC and Ar- Arby's maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't think Arby's does either, but I'm even thinking down here in the South uh, for Bo- Bojangles. Here, Bojangles. Bojangles does breakfast. Um, oh, Cause like Chick-fil-A does yeah. it. Burger King does it. Um, yep. Chick-fil-A is good. I've White Castle has a pretty good breakfast, dude. I, I've, I'm, I need to get some White Castle breakfast. That's low key. Uh, they're pretty. <laughs> they're pretty full too. And uh, I, I've seen them cooking their eggs. They're cooking them straight up on like a nice little uh, griddle. They let you. They're back like there? it's real eggs. Uh, we were doing scenes. some work. We were doing some work, <laughs> uh, construction work by one of their uh, entrances. So I was hanging out by. Okay, spend enough time and money there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, James. Let's you get a little sneak peek. And uh, anything else in buy or sell? I think uh, we can move on to. I think we just basically said buying all breakfast foods. Like, is there a certain breakfast food you don't like? Cause I, I don't know if that exists. For uh, that I don't like. Um, 
I don't get like eggs Benedict. I like eggs a lot, but I don't get Ooh. the whole Benedict idea. That's like the fancy okay. people. I, like that. Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that likes that. It's it's good. Uh, I would buy it, but you're selling like the hollandaise sauce. Well. Is that they put on top of that? That's what they that that's what they call it. Yeah, um, and it's not for everyone. I get that. So it takes some. It's kind of a grown up taste. Maybe you'll get there one day. Are you a, sure. are you a baker um, sausage guy? If you uh, pick, good. I'm a sausage like, guy. If we're Most talking, bacon, I'm sausage. If for sure, I'm telling I'm telling you, the bacon has to be really good bacon. But like the best. The best bacon beats the best sausage. Okay, for me. That's, that's a good. I like that. That's majority of the time. The worst like, bacon you know, versus so. the worst sausage. <laughs> Oof! I've been in some shitty hotels in my day, uh, playing club baseball. We would the Red Roof Inn. Uh, I would say I will take the I'll take the worst bacon yeah. over the worst. Okay, sausage. who's who's your so, winner then in this little quick debate? Pancakes versus waffles versus French toast. Lego my ego. Give me give me the waffles. Uh had a had a waffle the other day. Um was pretty happy with it. But then I also saw Snapchat of like internet it was like uh like National Pancake Day or something like that. I'm like, wow, pancakes can absolutely smack. So French toast takes a tough third there for me. I just I don't know. I d I don't even know how I'd rank those. Um I'm I like French toast. My mom always makes uh French toast sticks on Christmas morning. Yeah. Ooh. Good, yeah, good little uh, tradition there. But Absolutely, I, I am a big fan of the Eggo waffle. Um, quick, easy, efficient, that's just, tasty, timeless. The, and that's the thing you can go with so many, so many different spreads. There, you could do peanut butter if you're trying to be a little healthy. You get the protein. You can go butter and syrup, chocolate chips. Uh, you can throw some fr- some fruit on yep. there with with French toast. I think that was a really wise call by you. Can't get caught up in the sentimental value as much as it's a great holiday tradition. Uh, you got to recognize that. Maybe it's yeah. there's some emotion baked yeah. into there, like there is in gambling and investing. You want to limit yeah, that emotion. See, yeah, you got to get rid of the emotion. I agree. <laughs> what is uh, what's going on in your life, post grad? My life, uh, post grad life's good. Uh, working hard, uh, making friends. Uh, it was National Marg Day last Saturday, so myself and a couple buddies celebrated some birthdays, both early and late, and. Uh, Got lost in the sauce for the afternoon. It was a good day. Um, and then this upcoming weekend, uh, my mom's coming to town. My mom is taking on Raleigh. We're going to explore, not the nightlife, but the evening she life. Probably going to go down. Flying and driving. What? Oh, she's flying. She's coming in on a nonstop Friday morning. She'll probably be listening, taking the probably day be listening to this pod on the flight. You would you would think, you know, as only a mother Mrs. could. Z, Mrs. Her Z, Z get favorite. ready for a ugly weekend with your son. That's uh, yeah. I'll be on. I'll be on the air mattress. I told her she can have my bed. Uh, don't let him. Don't I'm let him throw up or anything. Everything. Seriously, I I haven't thrown up since uh, you know, in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, vomit free since '93. Yeah. I'm like vomit free since nice. December third. Like yeah, a couple 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 weeks, <laughs> couple months. Vom- vomit something free like for that. Two weeks. All right. Um, yeah. So your mom's coming to town. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a good uh, time. See the art museum and just get cultured. What about you? What's going on with you? I was back on campus last weekend um, with Tracy, uh, booing around Ohio State, ended up at Outer Inn. Good time. And then this weekend, celebrating uh, my my lovely girlfriend, Megan Ryan's birthday, three years old. Um, a week after you, born a week after you. Interesting, oh, yeah. interesting there. Oh, yeah. Um, so the pod's coming out episode 47 on Megan's 23. Yeah. What a, what a treat. Yeah. A couple days away from leap year day. Uh, but she wouldn't have been, she was 97. I was 96. So 96 was a leap year. So if you were in 96, yeah. February 29th, your birthday, what is I, it? Like their fifth birthday tomorrow or in two days? Uh, I'm saying, days? Something like that. <laughs> now that you said, I kind of want to have a kid on a leap year. Like there's no, like the probability of doing that. Has to be so, so tough. February twenty ninth, have a wife. March twenty ninth, April twenty ninth, May twenty. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, if you can get lucky on Memorial Day weekend with someone that you love, and uh, yes. who knows, yes. you could be your your offspring could be the lucky recipient of the leap year birthday. Yeah, and then they they will like skip in two thousand one hundred. 
Yep. Yeah, that, that's yep. correct. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be celebrating Meg this weekend though. Um, James, do we have a song of the week? I, I don't, I don't see one written in our. No, no, I didn't write it in, but we're going to wing it right off the bat. You and I both said we like Mountain Joy's singles, Let Loose and Strangers are both pretty much bangers. Uh, more like they, they did a really nice job with those, but what have I been listening to a lot lately of relevance? Um, man, it, I, I've been all over the map lately. Anything that's sticking out to you? We're going to go back just, and forth for just, just 20 more seconds. I was seconds. Just thinking the word banger is like, it's become a really diverse uh, it used to mean like a high school party. Now it means like a, a really good song. Um, I, I would think the original meaning is totally different than both of those. I I do have one if we're ready. Uh, yeah, Sorry. no, I was I was no, the one let, on a tangent. Let me first res- you go. You you're on a tangent, but I was just focused, locked in. Um, so first of all, very good point. Yeah, it means way more than it should. We need to like kind of divert. We need to introduce some new words to take up some of those additional meanings. Uh, my song of the week. Um, a lot of people ask me like, oh, if you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life. Okay, sorry. No, not a lot of people ask me that, but I would like to think that they would ask me that. Uh, and if I, I've done a lot of thinking, if someone were to ask me that, it's actually never been asked. Uh, I would pick you too, because they have such a diverse um, discography. Because oh, I, good I, word. I like good rock word. a lot. Discography. So they, discography. Yeah. I mean, with or without you, you could throw that on, get really sentimental. Sunday, bloody Sunday, you get amped up before anything. Uh, but the song of the week, is one that is not at the top five on their Spotify most listened to. And it's actually, I think it was after the year 2000 that it came out. It's called Ultraviolet. No, it's actually 1991. I apologize. Off of um, the album Atung Baby, or maybe Atung. See, here's where my um, immaturity is showing. I can't even pronounce an album from the 90s. Ultraviolet, Light My Way. Reason of being for this, I watched the movie Click this past weekend. Um, and Adam Sandler classic, really, really great, great film. Uh, you might yeah, cry dude, that movie at the end lot. is like actually a tearjerker. The twist on it is remarkable. Um, so this song is actually one of the last songs that plays in that movie. I think it might be like as the tears start, you start drying your tears. So they play this ended on an uplifting okay. note. Um, and so I actually had never recognized that the song was in it. That that uh, whole movie has a very good soundtrack. Not something that I ever thought about, but this is like my first time watching. How, it like how did you years. watch it? Was it just on TV or was it? Uh... Uh, no, it's on okay, Netflix. There we go. It's, it's on Netflix. So I, I watched a couple Adam Sandler movies in a row um, and it was actually not a horrible Sunday. One way to knock out the Sunday scare. All right. Watch Adam, watch, they yeah, also, watch Adam Sandler this Sunday. It's not a bad way to do it. They got Peter Frampton in there. Toto. Listen uh, to YouTube right now. You should do that. Yeah, you two, Ultraviolet, Light My Way, and Happy Birthday, Megan. 